The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793 847 390. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host Daniel Smith and with me is a man who made 71 appearances for Dundee and he scored 38 goals in the process. Not only did he score some fantastic and crucial goals for the D, he also gave us some instantly recognisable goal celebrations. It's Mr Kane Hermans. Kane, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yes, not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. Uh, First off, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Not a problem at all. Sure, the fans will love hearing from you. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, well, we'll just kick straight into it. Um, so, one of the main reasons we got you on the podcast as well is about uh, uh, last year, two years ago, um, you came out quite bravely speaking about uh, situations that you've been in uh, playing football. This interview came in the, the Guardian and you spoke about your mental health problems. I don't think many people expected it from yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard was it to speak so openly about something so so personal, uh, especially in the profession as a footballer, uh, where hundreds of thousands of people play this game and you don't really hear much about this? Um, no, it, it wasn't really hard, to be honest. And I, I, it was an opportunity that was uh, presented to me by a friend um, after I'd, I'd spoken to him. He said, listen, I can put you in touch with someone if you want to... to to try and to kind of put it out there. And I, I was like, yeah, sound like whatever, do you know what I mean? And then obviously um, the fella from The Guardian, um, I spoke to him and, listen, I, I, I don't, I understand why people don't speak about it. I understand why people keep it to themselves and that, but I'm kind of like, uh, I'll talk about it with anyone, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite open with it, to be honest, if anyone would ever to ask me, I wouldn't hide away or shy away from them kind of thing. So it wasn't really, um, I wouldn't really say it was a big deal for me to talk and and get it. I'm, I'm quite glad I did. I'm quite proud that I did, you know what I mean? Because obviously it's touched a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of people got in touch and then you kind of um, working on the after effects and people reaching out that you never thought would reach out and um, and, and, the, and then they tell you. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's nice to kind of have it out there and people are willing to then approach you do you know what I mean that's, that's I think that's a good thing that's came from it yeah because it would also a lot of, especially Dundee fans as well uh, would uh, look up to your, yourself uh, but your, your short time at Dens mm-hmm. the the fans have loved you at Dens so to hear yourself speak about that and the, the words and the, the some of the uh, stories you're told were quite harrowing but at the same time um, there's people out there that maybe thought, oh, wait a minute, yeah. um, this is somebody here that you, you think footballer, nothing ever gets to them, you know, uh, here we go again. Um, Plenty of stuff gets to us, trust me. Yeah. Plenty of stuff. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's one of them I, I think is, I, I hate the kind of, 
I'm just a normal fella, just like you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the way I look at myself. I don't want anyone to look at me any differently. But I understand that when you play football, you do have some sort of um, you have some sort of presence. You have some sort of responsibility. Let's say, do you know what I mean? And if you can use it in this kind of way, for me, this is the best way I can. Listen, people might think I'm terrible at football. Whatever that is, do you know what I mean? That's their prerogative. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a lot of people out there think that nah, he's rubbish, but like. At the, end, at the end of it, what is it? You're just a normal fellow like anyone else when football's finished, do you know what I mean? So if you can try and do some sort of good, then brilliant. If you can be a good player along the way as well, even better, do you know what I'm saying? But everyone's just a fellow, isn't they? Or a woman, mm-hmm. or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. I don't think you'd find many Dundee fans that wouldn't say that you're good at foot- you weren't good at football, to be honest. <laughs> I'll find a few other clubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, uh, I'll... A lot of pressure in football, more than most people notice. More noticeable now because, like you say, from your interview, people will uh, stand up and take notice and other players have maybe came out and spoke about it as well. Um, but when did you first start, first start noticing like this kind of pressure on yourself? Um, because at an early age, you did move all the way from yeah. England all the way up to Glasgow uh, to play for Rangers and... If you move up to Rangers at an early age, there's also going to be a weight of expectation as well on your shoulders. Yeah, I just think it's um, I think it's a constant expectation. Which listen, that's just that's just part and parcel. You can't get away from that. But I think it's more the you then put expectation on yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because you know how good you can be, and if you're not performing up to them standards for whatever reason, then along with the pressure of other people, you're all, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, football's difficult because fans will maybe think, oh, he's not trying or he's rubbish or he's that. and But they'll be the ones in the house like beating themselves up every single night until the next game, do you know what I mean? Like it hurts us just as much, if not more, than it does everyone else, do you know what I'm saying? So um, it's like a collective pressure constantly that, you're just under, and listen, that's part and parcel. Do you know what I mean, you can't get away from it. That's just, that's just football. But eventually, it can, along with other things, it can take its toll on people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I guess it doesn't help that it's a. Obviously, it was a, a, a good move for yourself, but it's a. You're moving to one of the top two clubs, basically in Scotland, into a Glasgow uh, city. That's it, it could eat you up. That place. No, it could, um, it could eat you. <laughs> I was just a young boy away from home. Do you know what I mean? It would. Mm-hmm. It was more the fact that you'd been away from, so you, you, you're away from home for so long, and then I was buzzing just to get home. Do you know what I mean? When I when I when I left Dundee the first time, I went to Oxford, and then that. Do you know what I mean? I realised that is where I need to be. That's my comfort zone. That's where I'm I'm, I'm happiest when I'm at home, around my family, around my friends. I'm I'm in familiar. Um, surroundings, and then obviously, then when you. Then when I kind of come back, it was yeah, it was it was a little bit tough to be fair, especially like my my missus, she obviously doesn't know anyone around there. Well, we knew Greg and Ashley, but then obviously the little one was young as well, so you kind of away from your your comfort blanket. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, it can be it can be tough, but listen, this this is life, this is life, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like people, everyone's got struggles. I don't, I, I never act like mine are worse than anyone else's or. 
you know what I mean? Uh, everyone's mm-hmm. feel everyone's everyone's stuff's kind of valid, but this, this is this is life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, your time at Rangers, you you kind of broke into the first team, and I think you played or was in the squad for the Malmo game. So you're in the Champions League. Yeah, come on, I come on that game, yeah. Yeah, um, but you you also suffered. I think you were starting to get some game time, and you suffered an injury that kept you up for about four or five months. Yeah, um, that must have been that must have been a long, long time for yourself. Yeah, so for like uh, this is obviously a reason why you, you kind of get down on yourself as well. I had I don't know if anyone know, people know this, but I had five knee operations when I was at Rangers. I had three on my left and then two on my right. So like I would. From the from when I was like eighteen to was it eighteen? So it's had my first operation the day before my birthday, my eighteenth birthday. So I woke up on my eighteenth birthday in hospital, Russell Hospital in Glasgow, and for about two years, I would come back, my knee again. Had to get an operation, be out for another three months. Come back, then it would be my other my other knee, three months, and then I came back again. I had another issue in my knee, so I had to get operated on that again. So then that was your fourth injury. And then this is the, I think my last season, the second day of preseason tackle, knee goes again. I was out for six months. So like in the space of probably two, two and a half years, like I was, I was just injured for the whole time, really. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I would come back and obviously because I was older, I would train with the first team, but like I was nowhere near it. Do you know what I mean? Even just fitness wise, um, obviously you're still long, young, you're learning the game. I was nowhere near it. Do you know what I mean? But again, I was you're putting the pressure on yourself. Like I should be doing better than what I'm doing. This is my opportunity. Do you know what I mean? To do you know what I mean? Imagine you broke through at Rangers and, and you're playing in that first team. It's, it's unbelievable. But you're putting that kind of them, them kind of pressures on yourself. But you're injured all the time. How are you how are you gonna get to that standard when you can't train for more than two, three weeks, and then you're injured again. <laughs> yeah, it must be uh, hard to keep yourself psyched up exactly. if that, yeah, that keeps home, happening. Do you know what I mean? You're away from home, you're away from your friends. Do you know I mean, obviously you've got friends at the, at the football club, but I'm, I'm talking about like outside that just familiarity is your family and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, but what a club, brilliant. Loved it there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you had a couple of months at Calvin Beef and you... you Done really well there on loan for them. I think, yeah, I, can't, I think it was like something like double figures of goals. So you did kind of have to go and run in there. But at the end of that season, you know, unfortunately, you were released by by Rangers. Yeah. And, um, how how does that kind of how how does that procedure happen to yourself? Know. Is it just called into the office one day near the end of your contract and you're given the the bad news from the manager? Um, yeah, I th- I remember having conversations with the manager at the time and I think it was kind of up in the air was it going to get sorted was it not going to get sorted but in the end it kind of just in the end they ended up signing um Nicky Clark in the off season because it was kind of up, at, up in the air they wasn't sure whether they were going to take me on obviously there a lot of injuries and stuff so probably fair enough and then they signed Nicky Clark and then that was kind of it the manager phoned me and he was like listen you'll have a great career I just don't think this is um, this is for you now. You're probably not going to play as much as what you should be at your age. Like go out and play football. And it's probably the best thing that happened to me. For it, really, mm-hmm. I will take the young boys now. You need to, if you're not going to play, you need to go out and play wherever. It doesn't matter where you're going to go and play. Just go and play as early as possible because 
I found it tough then when I left. You know I mean, you're 21. You've only really played... I'd played like 15 games, like first team games. Like, people don't really want to touch you, do you know what I mean? It's not like you're 18, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of 21 almost, kind of almost established now, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that was a difficult summer, to be fair. It was, uh, you moved on to Kelvin Beef, was it just the, uh, like you mentioned there, people maybe not wanting to, to go for your signature because of the injury problems and the lack of games? I went, I went and tried like, a few places, I went down to... There was a couple of teams in England. There was one team in Scotland, and they were just, like I said, teams were interested. They didn't want to buy it. It was just, no. And then, obviously, I was there the year before, and so Colin Cameron phoned me, and he was like, listen. He, he he actually phoned me maybe at the start of the summer, and he was like, listen, something's here for you whenever you want it. And we understand that you, because obviously that's part-time, in it? You, you don't want, you know, realistically, you want to try and stay full-time, but that was part-time, so... Um, he was like, listen, there's something here for you whenever you want it. And then he phoned me again after I left the team in um, Scotland. And he was like, listen, it's still here. Like, do you want it? And I was like, at this point, I was like, yeah, like there's two weeks left of the season or something. So I just, I was like, 100%, just, I want to come and just play football. Like, it's not, it's, it, do you know what I mean? It's a bit soul destroying when you go into these teams and it's like, no. And then you go to another team, no. And then, do you know what I mean? It, it, it knocks your confidence. Yeah. But more feel then because the season at Kelvin Beef, so it was the PFA Scottish Championship Player of the Season. Uh, you were selecting the, in the PFA Scottish Team of the Season. You uh, kept Kelvin Beef up via the playoffs after beating fellow Fife team Dunfermline. And, well, just it was basically a successful season for yourself. But after going on about there, about teams not taking a chance on you, did you expect to hit the ground running so quickly and bounce back from your release from Rangers? I don't know. I don't know if you can ever expect it. I, I, I always expect myself to score goals. You know I mean, if I don't score goals, I'm kind of disappointed, especially when I, like, it's different. It's a little bit different now. The way I, I'm a completely different player I am now to when I was then. Do you know what I mean? I was a bit more just raw pace and getting in behind and trying. And, and that was that was me then. But um, probably probably not, no. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think it's always a good sign when, a striker scoring goals and maybe a struggling team. Do you know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. um, I think that's always a, that's always a good thing. So, um, but I loved it there. It was probably that that is probably the best thing that ever happened to me because my my body and my knees at the time were like to go from training every day. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't really train every day because I'd, I'd maybe get an issue in my knee, which I, I don't get anymore. But at the time, I would have done. Do you know what I mean? I'd maybe get a little bit of swelling in my knee, and I'd maybe have to miss a day training. So then, just to train on a Tuesday and a Thursday night, and then play the game on a Saturday, and then, do you know what I mean? You're resting again till the Tuesday. Then you you're off on a Wednesday. You train on the Thursday. Probably the best thing that could have happened to me. So I think it just allowed my my body to rest, just play the games when I needed to play the games, and just get a season of fitness under my belt. And yeah, luckily I managed to score like a few goals as well. Yeah, I was actually watching one of your goals the other night. It was from the playoff final. It was the second leg at East End Park. And uh, you must have enjoyed that because it just seemed like, was it the first you minute? Greg is still convinced that that's his goal. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will not give me that goal, by the way. He's convinced that he touched it, but nah, it's my goal, definitely. Ah, you're getting that one. You're getting that one. <laughs> just, just to score that early, do you know what I mean? I think just to score that early, settle, settle everyone down, settle kind of their crowd down and then to be honest we dominated that game to be honest like that was 
never you, you're never really playing games that were comfortable but that was that was a breeze almost do you know what I mean and yeah. we, you, you would never have expected it do you know what I mean because they were a good side do you know what I mean in the first the, the first leg was competitive but the, yeah this, this, the second leg we kind of just sat in our shape let them have what they want to do and we just hit them on the counter time and time again yeah I remember watching that match and uh, well any Dundee fan watching it would have seen a a partnership up front of uh, things to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even at your time at Colin Beef, uh, I, uh, I was looking back at the games against Dundee that season and I noticed that, oh, I totally forgot, but yeah, you scored a goal against us. I think when you beat us at Dens, I think it was 2 0. I think you managed to score the goal. I scrambled it into the net, did I? I think I actually missed, I think I actually missed kicked it, if I remember. <laughs> And somehow it bounced back to me. I actually I missed from about two yards out. It managed to bounce back to me. I think I just fumbled it. I got it over the end, line in the edge. But line in goals a goal. Yeah, goals a <laughs> goal. Yeah, goal. Clearly, after the type of season that you had with Kelvin Beef, the, the accolades that you'd uh, won, uh, it would be interesting. You and you made a move back down south for Bansley, but there was a little rumor up here. I think it was actually in the papers at one point that Dundee had shown interest in yourself. Uh, was there any? Was that just speculation, paper talk? No, no. Did they actually for you? No, they did. They did. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Um, I was kind of. I just wanted to be like closer to home, though. Do you know what I mean? Again, like I just wanted to play the play down in England, to be honest. So um, I actually went over to America, and I was actually training with um, Orlando for a little bit, and then. Um, there was a few teams, but obviously, I think Barnsley was a big team. Just come down from the championship, they wanted to um, kind of have a little bit of a go and try and get back up the the, the first season. Um, so I think that was a bit of a no brainer for me for me at the time. And uh, how did you enjoy your time down at Barnsley? I think uh, I don't think you had the you were as prolific as what you were at Kilburn Beef, but it was, again, it was disappointing because I went back to pre season and. I felt like I was really good, really fit, and then I got injured in pre-season, done my ankle, and I was out for about five or six weeks with my ankle, and then I missed the first game of the season, did I miss? Yeah, I think I missed one of the, maybe the first game of the season, um, or maybe I'd just come back for the first game, something. I was out for a while in pre-season, so I missed, like, I, ne- I needed that, do you know what I mean? I couldn't afford to miss that, really, at the time, just to get up to speed with other players. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was a new league, it was... Probably for me at the time, it was a really good standard. Do you know what I mean? I, I really had to be on my game all the time. So to miss that time out um, kind of set me back a little bit. And I never really, like you said, no, I never really got into the team and established myself. Do you know what I mean? And then sometimes when I did play, I played out of position. And yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a difficult season. To be fair, it was a big learning curve. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt like I was better for it though. Um, but again, I, I did really enjoy the time there. There were some really good lads there and um, great club to play for. But after your season with Barnsley, Paul Hartley came knocking and uh, you eventually got your signature. So it's the most generic question anybody can ask a player when signing for their team. But how did this move come along? Um, I'd actually, well, uh, I, I, was, I was still in touch with Greg, obviously, quite a lot. Um but it was, I actually met, so I went to meet Greg. So the, the, at the time they were training at, um, 
don't know when this was. This might have been like March time. They were training at Mottram Hall. They went away for like a week training during, um, must have been like an international break or something. Um, and I went over to meet Greg at the hotel. I had a coffee and that and a drink with him. Um, and then on, on the way out, Paul Hartley was there and I just obviously had a conversation with him. And he was like, listen, just keep me in touch. Let me know what you're doing. Um, and then at the end of, at the end of the season, um, yeah, Dundee just got in touch and yeah, the rest was kind of history. I was like, yeah, why not? Do you know what I mean? I mean, what a season you had with Dundee. Uh, 25 goals. You were only second in the scoring charts after Lee Griffiths, who knocked in something like 40. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't him having the, the season of his life. You would have been top goal scorer. And uh, you also were nominated for the PFA Player of the Season. Um, all fantastic like stuff that you're getting on the field, but obviously off the field. This is when you were struggling. Yeah, again, like you say, it was, it's, it's just, I, I, I'm just, I'm a bit of a homeboy, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I need my own kind of surroundings and um, it's, it's it's not just the, the being home stuff. Listen, I've got a lot of, um, a lot of stuff that's went on from when I was younger and stuff that you probably not dealt with in the right way and the kind of, the demons in your own mind, if you want to say, but um, yeah, just silly maybe silly decisions off the pitch and stuff and just living kind of the wrong lifestyle going out a little bit too much do you know what I mean but when you were scoring every week it kind of was like I'll just do whatever do you know what I mean I'll just <laughs> I'll score on Saturday so it doesn't really matter but it does do you know what I mean it's um, but if you're going to do it do it when you're young do you know what I mean so um, yeah it was listen it was a great season on the pitch but um for whatever reason, off the pitch, yeah, just not in the greatest place, really. Um, mm-hmm. Don't really know how else to describe it. I mean, it was just it's like stuck in between, like a rock and a hard place type yeah, thing. Yeah, a little and, bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's just, it's just one of them things. Like you're not around when you're just there when you're people have got their own lives people have got their own families you know what I mean you might see them once a week but then for the rest of six nights a week you're just there do you know what I mean I was just on my own do you know what I'm saying so then yeah you, all right, I'll go out and have a drink with do you know what I mean whoever and then I'll go out the next night and have a drink and I'll go out for something to eat with this but do you know what I mean and you end up just mm-hmm. drinking a little bit too much going out a little bit too much maybe living the wrong life but <laughs> what else you meant to do sit in your house and just twiddle your thumbs do you know what I mean that's, yeah. probably, that's, that's probably even worse for you so um, but now what a season what a season on the pitch anyway yeah I mean the, the the amount of goals you and Greg scored was unbelievable and, uh, way before your time and my time I'm still a young pup as well but the a lot of the Dundee fans are the best straight for since Tommy Coyne and Keith Wright in Dundee. So that's way back in the 80s. <laughs> uh, so that, that's a long, long time yeah, ago. Long time. Um, but it was the, the, the strike partnership that you used to had was, I mean, Roy Loy couldn't get sniffing after you came, uh, when you came in. It was just, it was something else. On, on the pitch, it was just, was it just like telepathic half of the time with you and Greg? Um. Listen, I can't take any credit for this because Greg is Greg's the best player I've played with just because listen, just we used to call Greg no tracky backy because he would just 
And, and Paul Hartley would do, you can't say anything to Greg if you're Paul Hartley, do you know what I mean? Like, just let him do what he wants. So he would just walk back and then would clear the ball. It would go to him. He'd take on eight people and then square it and add score. So that, that, that's, do you know what I mean? That, that was the majority of the goals. Or he'd just get the ball cut inside to slide me in, do you know what I mean? Cross it, I'd be there. Like, when you're playing with players like that, for, for me, it's just easy, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> that's probably why I get so annoyed when I play now because it's like why can't everyone be like Greg do you know what I mean <laughs> but nah what a player man what a player uh, yes, both, both of you are certainly the uh, best strikers that I've seen in my, my, my lifetime at Dens and saying like you saying you're kind of taking the praise it was all Greg um, I think you certainly can't especially when he's trying to steal goals off you when you played for killing oh, beef like, yeah I know yeah I know but that's that, that, that's, that is him down to a tee though Obviously, that season we've seen a lot of goals from yourself, from Greg, or some great football from Dundee. We had, like you say, Gary Harkins in the middle, and had Kevin Thompson in the middle of the park as well. Um, it, it was a, a good team Dundee had, yeah. uh, but I think ultimately it felt like we did kind of underperform that season because mm-hmm. we were finished in the bottom six. We finished in the top six the previous season. I know you weren't there, but um, it just seemed like. The team just kind of went back a couple of steps despite um, feeling that we had better players. Uh, yeah, I think you can look at it like that, but we actually we actually so we actually got beat at Hamilton on the on the game before the split, and if we'd have won, we'd have got into the top six. Mm-hmm. I think it was only and I think I think the Scottish League's weird because like the team that finished seventh or eighth can have more than the team that finishes sixth. So like yeah, I know you're not sick, but you've actually... I'm pretty sure we had more points than whoever finished... Was it Motherwell that finished in the top six? I, th- I think it was. I think we had more yeah. points than them, more like the same points or something. So, like, I, I understand the question. I think we definitely underperformed during the split because I think we... Who did we... Obviously, we beat Dundee United. We beat... Um, I want to say Kilmarnock, maybe, or someone. And then we get beaten a few of them. Um, so I think we underperformed in the split, yeah. But I think generally, over the course of the whole season, I think we performed quite well. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, we missed out on the split, but it was only it went down to the last game. Do you know what I mean? You win that game, you're in there, and then probably doesn't happen. What happens against Dundee United? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you think the, the pros be the yeah, cons? Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think if you're looking at it from like a, someone to the, if if you if you're John Nelms and you're, do you know I mean you've you've set targets that you want to be there you yeah you can be but I don't think anyone that season could have turned around and been like oh that wasn't good enough throughout that season I don't think I I think we played good stuff we had a good team like you say with Tomo Gary Harkins Nick Ross Nick Ross unbelievable footballer Gauza. Um, Craig White was coming through. Do you know what I mean? Like Rory was there. Rory's a good player. Um, obviously, Greg, myself, Jazzo. Jazzo was playing. Obviously, he got injured, but we had a good team. Do you know what I mean? Bainey and goals. Mm-hmm. Kevin yeah, Moore, I was. Back, do you know what I mean? Good players, man. Mm-hmm. I always remember the. I always felt like that season we might have done something in the cup, and also we got Rangers, and I'm always going to. Blame Gary Harkins for his comments in the press before playing Rangers. Oh, is the yeah. reason that I've railed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the pressure was just straight away, didn't it? 
that's it. Yeah, yeah. A wee bit of fun, but that was that. Eh? It doesn't yeah. help conceding after eight seconds either. I know. I know. I would. You could like that. I, I mean, like, it didn't help. No, I didn't even get my coat off. No, <laughs> I was the game. Yeah. Take my coat I off. I didn't and... even get past the the centre circle. <laughs> Obviously, that season there was there was a uh, good games, um, but if there's any uh, games, or goals, or moments that stand out for yourself, probably the hat trick against Hamilton. Only because I was actually struggling before that point. I hadn't scored many goals. I think that took me to ten goals, maybe, mm-hmm. just before Christmas. But I was so we signed Reese Healy on loan, and I was out of the team. I wasn't playing. Like, but Reese got injured and then went back to. It was Cardiff. Cardiff, but if he hadn't got injured, I wouldn't have got back into the team. I remember I came on and scored against Partick. He played that game. I think he played quite well. Um, that might have been the game he got injured actually, but he played a few games before. I was I was out of the team. I wasn't playing well at all. Um, and then when I got back in, I scored the hat trick against Hamilton. And then after that, yeah, kind of just had a good second half of the season so probably but it was probably that that kick fired it really mm-hmm. and it it didn't help that the goalie and the defenders were running into each other and actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean they kind of helped me a little bit to be fair as we say they're uh this center back that was just the i can't remember i think it was a, a spanish fella and he just yeah, had yeah, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. awful game of his life i think yeah. he was hooked at half time as well yeah, he had a tough afternoon too fair but but then it was more of, I always like to put it more down to uh, yourself and the team playing yeah. playing good and making them make their mistakes. No, but I think at that point in the season as well, I think even the manager as well, I think the team was under a little bit of pressure, do you know what I mean? Because it had been a while, I think we hadn't won for a while then. We probably were underperforming at that point, so it was actually important that we actually got a win um, on, on that game. And then I think we went on a half-decent run after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and then... Remember rightly. Yeah, and then you also you, you really then start to, to knock yeah, in the goals. Exactly, yeah. And you certainly like the goal against United as well. I think you had three in total for that season. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was quite special to be fair, because my mum came up for that game. I think that was her first game she'd come to. So she came mm-hmm. up for that game. Yeah, so that was obviously, was it New Year's Day? New Year's Eve or something like that, whenever it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, no, that was that was nice, yeah. That was obviously to win, to win the game as well was... Do you know what I mean, that's, it's, that, that was nice, yeah. Yeah, you got the, the goalkeeper to thank for that one as well, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a lot of people to thank for these goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we're not giving you enough praise as what we should be yeah. giving you here. <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, at the end of that season, yeah, you moved. Well, obviously, at the end of the season, it was you played a couple of games the next season, yeah. like in the League Cup section. And then, uh, yeah, it was the news that you'd left uh, to go back down south. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie. I'm sure my, uh, where my feelings on my my sleeve, but I was absolutely heartbroken when they heard that you'd left. And then, uh, then obviously the, the transfer fee as well. I was like, this boy's worth millions. No, to, to, to be fair, it was it was it was a, it was a difficult decision to leave because I, I I really enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Again, even at the start of the, the the second season, I scored a few goals in that, and I was like, um, I, I was just happy playing my football. But then obviously the interest come in, and then, do you know what I mean? You've got a decision to make. Then do you know what I mean? I, 
I always want to be playing in England. I, uh, you can't. I'm not going to lie to anyone about that. And so, I mean, Oxford they just got promoted out of League Two. They were they were having a good go in League One. They got good good players. You know what I mean, do you know what I mean so. It was it was it was a tough decision to make, yeah. But I, I backed myself to go down there and, and and do well and hopefully kick on again. Do you know what I mean? That that was my intention to try and kind of score goals at this level and then maybe get into the championship because not long after Greg had left. Do you know what I mean? And I thought if he does well there, do you know what I mean? Can he put in a word with Zola for me or, or or something like that? Not in Birmingham, <laughs> obviously, but um, maybe somewhere else. But. Um, yeah, like I just I just wanted to kick on and and just try and play at the highest at the highest level. Obviously, it didn't happen, but you you've got to, you've got to take these these opportunities when when they're, when they're given to you, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, of course you have, and especially with what you were going through as well. And it's a chance to be closer. That's what, to, that's what it was. Family. It was a chance for me to be at home as well. Do you know what I mean, it was still a little bit of a distance away, but I made the decision that I'd go there and I'd live at home and I'd commute in. Do you know what I mean? Um, so there was a few lads who live around the Birmingham area, and I just travelled in with them. So, um, yeah, it it it, it kind of worked well in that in that sense. I mean, not want to make you feel bad, but what horrible summer I had with yourself and Greg going. I wore a black armband for a wee while. Yeah, it's tough to. <laughs> it was it's been tough, to, but that's why I felt bad for Hartley actually. Cause did he leave the next season? Did he get? Yeah, I think it was maybe that season. Yeah, or the, no, mean, the season I mean, season after. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not trying to yeah. blow my own trumpet a little bit, but like you've, you've kind of lost all your it your goals and assists. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. hard to replace that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I felt that. Yeah, forty plus goals or something, um, and then the the players that that were brought in just won me up to the, what we had before. Yeah. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. Thank you for everybody. But like you say, when the stuff's happening, what's happening with yourself and you've got your own personal, uh, uh, what you want to do, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, you, you've got to go and do that. Yeah, you've got to go. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, so, yeah, a few years at Oxford and also Notts County. Uh, did you enjoy playing for both of them? Um, I really enjoyed my time at Oxford. Yeah, Oxford was a good club to be at. I, I didn't maybe perform how I wanted to, but I really enjoyed. Um, I, I really enjoyed my time there. I really enjoyed my time at Mansfield. Notts County was listen. It was a really disappointing season. We ended up getting relegated, but again, I, it was a really good club to play for. That was that was probably a big regret that we 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 couldn't end up staying up. For, they just got promoted there last season, so it shows how long it can take to kind of get out of the conference. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed playing for all them clubs, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, after playing for them, it was back up to Ben's Park, yeah. and I don't think anybody expected that. Even, you know, you, know, you get uh, news reports speculating or fans maybe know somebody within the corridors, uh, uh, clubs that maybe drop a little hint here and there, but there was absolutely nothing at all to even pinpoint that you were coming it back. Fast, man! It happened fast. Mm-hmm. It happened quick. We, I, I played a game. I trained for Dundee when I come back on the Thursday. I played a game for Notts County on the Tuesday night. That's how fast it happened. <laughs> it was kind of just there was a there was a, there was a few teams. Um, 
that I was supposed to go to, let's say. Um, one was in Scotland that I'd kind of made my mind up I was going to go there, but then uh, Jimmy Jimmy Nickel phoned me on a Wednesday and he was like, listen, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm available. And at the t- I'm not going to lie, at the time I was like, nah, no, I can't go back. I mean, it doesn't, it never it never kind of goes well when someone goes back. Um, but then when I sat and thought about it for maybe a few hours that day, I was like, well, you've actually got something to play for if you do go back. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, you're in a competitive league with London United. Um, you're battling it against the rivals to try and get promoted out of the league. Okay, if you don't get promoted, then you're going to be favourites to get promoted the next year. So you're going to have something to play for the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Rather than could have went to the SPL, but what finish again? Do you know what I mean? You for eight for what? Do you know what I mean? I was like, I want to, mm-hmm. I, I want to do something. Do you know what I mean? And what, what a better place to go and do it. So um, that was kind of my thinking behind it. Yeah, it seemed like the club pushed the boat out for you as well. So I'm, I'm pretty sure there was an interview might be with McPake or John Nelms saying that the the found extra money in the budget to bring yourself up. So it's a uh, you were well liked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Unless they were just just uh, playing to the fans or no, something. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know what the the budget or anything like that. But everything mm-hmm. went quite, it was quite easy to be fair. Um, with negotiations and stuff so it was quite it was quite an easy decision to be honest mm-hmm. so you went from um, getting shot with it from James McPake in defence to James McPake shouting at you on the yeah, on the touchline yeah he on by the way <laughs> did uh, was of nothing at all uh, I know some players might not see people as a manager who they play with are around the same age but would take yeah. it there was nothing like that at all with yourself it was a case of he's nah, the man he's the like, even, even as a captain like he he's got an aura of he was the captain do you know what I mean when we was we was there when I was there the first time sorry and then when you go back he he's got the same aura do you know what I mean he, he he carries himself in that way do you know what I mean and listen what a guy I've got oh, oh, nothing but respect do you know what I mean I, he's, he's, a, he's a really really good man and I, I really enjoy playing for him Really enjoyed playing. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good coach, and it's showing now what he's done. He's done at Dunfermline. Do you know what I mean? They they breezed through that league last year, and I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll be really good this year. Do you know what I mean? I can't speak highly enough of him, really. Yeah, I think there's a there's a good few Dundee fans as well that really like James McPake and what he's done at Dunfermline is. But I think it was one league defeat yeah. all season for them, and it speaks volumes. And yeah, I, I enjoyed them. At Dens Park as well. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, things yeah. never went the way, but that's that's football, yeah, isn't it's it? Football. It's, it's, it's some, at some point, it's someone's going to move on for whatever reason. But uh, he he done a he done a very good job, a very good job. What I would say about Jazz is is maybe even in that first season, without getting into too, like even in that first season when I was there, he had to adapt a little bit, and he did that. And then that was when probably the turn of the year until the season finished, we was flying because he adapted. Do you know I mean, he, he kind of went away from, he realised that now nah, maybe this isn't working, I'm going to do this. He brought in um, Christoph, went to a three at the back, maybe went a bit more direct than we, we'd been playing before and we, we hadn't won games trying to play like that. And then we were flying. We was absolutely flying, do you know what I mean? And that was down to his decision-making. Yeah, I think before the COVID hit and just totally like stopped every single thing in the whole world, 
we yeah. were picking up the form. Uh, yeah, and I think fun. even the, yeah, even the game before, I think the two or three days before the whole lockdown happened against Dave United at, at home, yeah. and it was only two 0 but it was you, you just felt like right, but might be a little bit behind in the league here. Nah, but we obviously listen. Dundee, Dundee United were going to win the league. That was that was obvious. But I think we just beat. Uh, we went above them, and then we were going to Inverness. I think on the Saturday, and listen, we was. We, we was in that groove of we maybe weren't playing the best football, but teams weren't going to beat us. Do you know what I mean? Teams weren't going to beat us. Like we'd beat them, mm. but they wouldn't beat us. So even if we we didn't win, we were definitely going to draw. And no, no one was going to beat us. Do you know what I mean? So um, we, we I, I think we'd have went to Inverness and we'd have won that. And then I think we would have won the playoffs. I, I, I generally, that was my thought at the end of... Um, Obviously, you didn't know what was going to happen, but um, yeah, I remember we was training on. What was we training on the? I think we was training on the Friday, and it was like, lads, go on, like, <laughs> just go on. Like no one knows what's happening. I was uh, due to go in a stag do on Benidorm like two days prior. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was gutted, absolutely gutted. Obviously, for what's happened, happened, but um, I was like, oh, my first stag do abroad, nightmare. Nope. More gutted than when you left us the first time. <laughs> ah, <nightmare>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously, everything that you've been going through, the COVID was nobody knew what what was really, how severe it was going to be and how long the shutdown was going to be. Mm-hmm. Did you did you just like get up and get back down south to be with family with this? Or were you in No, we, we was in... So I, I, when I come back the second time, I lived in Stirling. Um, mm-hmm. We was there the whole time. Yeah. We was there until, when did we go? Weeks, we were there. Months, maybe. I, I can't remember when we went. So And then we went down. Her family's, my wife's family's from Wales. So we went to, I remember, it must have been one. I, I know you're probably not meant to admit this, but like we was just like, right, we're, we're going. Like, what are we doing? Just like hanging about. We went, we drove like down to mine um, in England, spent a few days with my mum and then drove down. And then we stayed at her mum's. Um, her mum and dad's down in Wales, and then we, we was there. So what we were mm-hmm. there for months, yeah. From when when was when was the start lockdown? Was it February or March? Uh, Pro- March, March time, yeah. Probably well into May. Well into May, we were still just in in Sterling. So that was the end of the season. Um, obviously, there was some players that. You played with uh, in your first stint, but always like asking people, "How did you like playing with Paul McGowan?" He's the moniest guy I've ever played with in the world. That is the same answer that everybody gives: in the, the angriest man and moniest man. Angriest man that it just it just the circles on the ball when he gets he gets it and he just runs around in circles and then like passes <laughs> it to people. But yeah, I would say about getting that guy was brilliant to be fair, but like because like he twists and turns so much. By the time he's like, he's like, I don't know if he's actually going to pass me the ball now. And then he passed it to you when he doesn't expect it yet. And then you'll give it away and he'll, oh, he'll just give you a rollicking for about the next 20 minutes. <laughs> he'll, he'll be having a go at you at half time. But oh, what a player. What a player. Good, good player, man. It, it, he's one of them. He could have played in any position in midfield, even up front for Dundee. And he just does a job and it'd be, I don't think I've seen him have many bad games anyway wherever he played, do you know what I mean? And you know what you're going to get from him as well. And I'm sure I'm sure the Dundee fans love him. Yeah, uh, we certainly did. Absolutely, certainly did. It's a shame that he never got the send-off 
that he deserved last season. Um, yeah. But again, that's that's football. Uh, you must be quite impressed with his new hair. His new hair? Oh, have you not seen it? Do you not know this? Have I seen it? I think I have. Oh, Kane. Yeah, he, he was at the... Has he got the, new hair, has he? he went, yeah, he made the... He, he went for a wee trip to Turkey. Did he go to Turkey, to be fair? Yeah. It's been common, on it? Yeah. Oh, he, he was fighting the good fight with that one. Yeah, um, I was just... Yeah, but uh, you should see it now. It's uh, it's marvellous, honestly. I'm going to have one. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. It's, it's fantastic. But Dundee fans never got to see enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you who was brilliant now in, in uh, brilliant, Sean Byrne. I know he, he doesn't play. He's brilliant. What a player he is. He maybe doesn't get the credit he deserves because just on the ball and that, breaking stuff up, like... It's just, you know, some players that are just like elegant in the way that they do stuff. This, I just think he's brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of Dundee fans do notice Sean Byrne now. I think to begin with, not a lot of people did. He done the dirty work that just went unnoticed, and then yeah. he kind of got left out of the Dundee team, and we struggled without him. And yeah. he came on as a substitute after being left out in the cold last season. Uh, for months and he got the loudest reception you probably hear for uh, a Dundee player coming on as a substitute um, he he's a player that I would have in my team no every he's, single day he's a brilliant player brilliant brilliant player but John what he, even more he's a, he's a good guy as well man. he's a proper proper nice guy humble mm-hmm. humble guy man. I, I really got him over him well still speak to him every now and again now so um, no nah, he was a good guy but what a player what a player does, does everything that you need him to do Everything now, like you say, probably goes a little bit unnoticed. But like for the players playing, even in training, he was he was always one of the best trainers. I thought, always one of the best trainers. And like you say, like for players, he does all the stuff that people don't notice, but the players notice. Yeah, yeah. you need to pop on and have a look at uh, a lot of video that he, he done a couple of twists and turns and pieces and just there. I've seen it. Oh, you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Who's it? Who's that? He's playing against? Oh, I can't remember now. Actually, I might have been. Him. Yeah, Bray Wanderers, actually. I think it was them. Good player, man. Good, good. Yeah. But that's what I mean. You probably don't realise he's got all that stuff, but in training, you see him doing that stuff as well. So I've, we seen... I didn't, I didn't expect him to be as good as, as maybe he was when I come up, but when I seen him, I was like, this guy's a player. Yeah. Hopefully he continues playing at Dundee, but yeah. um, well, hopefully we do, like you said, uh, every day of the week in my team. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the, the season... Uh, the last season with Dundee, you, I think you're probably quite low where you were, um, and you wrote was it uh, like a nine hundred word piece mm-hmm. for a, a book, and you done an interview with the Guardian. Uh, I think that's obviously that's when everybody knew just what you'd been going through. Um, how it's, it's hard to, to ask questions about this, but. Uh, to be going through what you did and be able to write it down on a, on a bit of paper and publish it, uh, it takes like real guts to do that. I think. Um, I so I done I done that. Um, that was maybe like a year, maybe two years before I'd actually wrote it. Um, it was just something that I, uh, I sh- so that's what I initially shared with my friend, um, who then put me in contact with a guy from the Guardian based on that. Um. Yeah, I remember sitting writing it one night, and one word turned into two words, and then before you knew it, I had a whole, a whole story. That that literally, I swear, that took me fifteen minutes to write. 
10, 15 minutes before you knew it, you had this whole thing. I'd recommend anyone doing that. That was actually, <laughs> that was actually quite good. Um, what do they call it? Therapeutic, they call it. Yeah, yeah, therapeutic. You've, you've yeah. got everything out. And I take it, like, because it's happened to you, you're, you're not actually, it's weird saying it, you're not actually thinking. You're just, you're just writing it yeah, down. Yeah, just writing down. It's like you say, do you know what I mean? Sometimes I always think with fellas, right, fellas don't actually know how to feel. So, it, it, and it takes a lot of time to, I don't know anyway, but it takes a lot of time to contextualise how you feel. But then I just, I just went away with it and I just, I was just typing and, and it just went and, like you say, before you know it, you've got this whole thing and it's almost like a story kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then you can share that with people and it's like, this. look, this is... And like I say, you are... I, I hate it again. I always go back to privilege or football, do you know what I mean? Football or whatever you want to call it. But like, if you've got something to share and it's going to affect people in a positive way, why not share it? Yeah, of course. Um I've read in the, the article with the Guardian, which I would tell anybody to to, to read. It is it is really good. Um, but then you you had a moment with James McPake. I think you, you broke down mm-hmm. in front of him. Was that just the the the, the tip of it? Actually, showing somebody what you're going through. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think anyone really knew um, before that. Really, no, I was at. Again, I was at a party that I shouldn't have been at and got a few too many drinks and yeah, I was just in a bad way. But like even just the way that he handled that situation, do you know what I mean? It was so we played um uh, Dunfermline on the Friday night, I think it was. And this must have been the Monday or the Tuesday. And he was like, Just go home and I'll see you at the game on Friday, you playing. Just go and get yourself right. I don't think I played particularly well on the Friday. We end up getting beat, but like just the way that he handled the situation, even after that, um, what a guy! Do you know what I mean? That's why I've got the, the most of my respect for him that like, I can, because I know for a fact that not every every manager would be like that. Yeah, you get the feeling some people would be like like stiff up up a lip and everything like that. Just just got on with it there. The typical responses, yeah, uh, really, but, uh, but to see him do what he did, yeah, was, nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, he he was just like he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Lorraine as well. Lorraine, brilliant. The whole the, um, Dave as well. Uh, every everyone there was just yeah, they were all brilliant. Yeah, take this. The whole club were just behind yeah, yeah, him yeah, nah, with us. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. See, after that, did did you start seeing? Because I don't. At clubs, I take it there wasn't much there for players to go and speak to people or anything like that. But do you feel like now there is? Is no, because it's is there not? You, I'm, is doing, I'm doing a degree at the minute, and I've just done. I've literally just done a paper on this. This mm-hmm. is what I've done my paper on, and there's nothing. Doesn't the, the, at the at the at the higher clubs or clubs in the, the Premier League or maybe some of the Championship clubs, they'll maybe have people. Um, that are there to, for them to go and speak to, but like the the lower clubs or like the the, the teams in Scotland, that there's maybe Celtic or Rangers. Well, I don't know, but that it's not mandated. It's not. Mm. It's not. It's not. A, so seeing the NBA now, every team has to have a mental therapist, mental health therapist on the staff in the NFL as well. They all need to have it. Um, I think on the women's tennis tour, they have a they have someone who goes around all the tours. That's on every single tour to make sure the players are okay. Um, I'm pretty sure they do the same on the PGA Tour as well. But in football, it's just like, get on with it. Especially at the, the, probably the lower restaurants or the lower leagues where 
the finances aren't as much. And then and then I, I, you, you do understand it because who's going to pay for it? The clubs, the, until it's seen as something that's an issue, the clubs aren't going to pay for it, which is understandable, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's something that I, I think should be should be there. Yeah, and like you say, you're doing the paper, doing a degree, and you know, getting it highlighted yeah. would be the, the, the best thing. Um, I think so, yeah, because then I think it stops the stigma of you have to create a safe space within the football club to because the first thing that will probably happen is that people, oh, I'm not going to go speak to them. Do you know what I mean? Because imagine if, imagine if the person's employed by Dundee. Well, who does that? Who does their loyalties lie with? Is it the player mm. or is it Dundee? Do you know what I mean? So mm. the players aren't going to go talk to them really because. If I say, oh, the fucking... Am I that's what? Ah, you go for, You so swear all you want. The fucking idiot. He's, he's not picking me. He's doing this. He's doing that. Fucking blah, blah, blah. But obviously the, 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 the therapists aren't allowed to say, but for whatever reason, something gets out. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 the therapists are employed by Dundee, so the players aren't going to trust them. So that's where... It, it, it's, it, it'll be complicated on how it happens. I don't know how it happens. I don't have the answers, but... There has to be some sort of safe space created between club, player, where the person's in the middle and it's completely neutral that people can go and speak to and there's no... The, the trust is there from the players and then it might break the stigma and then players will go and talk if the, if, if they need to. Do you know what I mean? Some players might not need to. Mm-hmm. But I think it has to be seen just so it's even a norm because listen, football's a ruthless place. I know, I know what it'll be like when it there'll be comments and there'll be stuff but it has to be seen as a norm yeah see ever since actually this is a question that I've just thought of here but see the way you've came out and spoke about this has there been any negativity towards it towards yourself maybe on the field as well because you you said that football could be ruthless but has it it never ever been brought up or anything Mm, no not really no Not not that I'm aware of no no, Do you just feel like you be you're, what you've said has just been hundred percent positive? They just always think that there's always something. That... I'm sure I'm sure there's people who have I've not seen a comment, but people have probably wrote comments. I don't know. Listen, people are fickle, aren't they? They're always gonna there's always gonna be someone that's gonna say something negative. That's the that's the way of the world. Do you know what I mean? But um, no. The response I usually get is quite positive. I, f- I feel like this is one of them situations where, or one of these subjects that a lot a lot more people w- will be struggling than people will let on. Do you know what I mean? So when things like this happen, it's like almost a release for someone to be like, oh, brilliant, because they, they're going through it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they can relate to it. It's, it's I think it's something that's relatable to a lot of people. So, I mean, if you're being negative about stuff like this, then... <laughs> <laughs> you got, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've noticed there's a there's a couple of uh, like Andy's Man Club is one of them up here, and there was people uh, going to that who I know who I never thought were going there or needed to go there, and it just kind of shows you that if you've got that safe space, then people who are struggling will go, and it's even like they do something like a walk. They go for a walk or they go to for a beer uh, or something to eat. Just little I, things like that. Why is it not just like, 
So seeing other countries, like, it's just normal for people to go to therapy. Whether they're struggling or not, they'll just go and see, like, a life coach or a therapist just to, like, help them with their week. I know, obviously, not everyone can afford that, but, like, what, what I don't understand why it's not normal for people just to be like, I'm going to go talk to someone to make me better. And then when I'm better, I'm better for everyone else around me. So I, I don't understand. How would that not just be... I don't get why it's not just accepted as if, like... Uh, me, me, and my mates talk all the time about stuff. All the time. A- any, any, like my friend from that was at school. All we do is talk to each other about this kind of stuff. It's probably what we talk about. How is everyone? Do you know what I mean? Now, just checking in on people, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Making yeah. sure everyone's all right. I'm the same. I've got a, one of my best mates, and every so often I might just unload on him. You have to, though. If you don't, it'll eat you up. That's what happened to me. So I say, yeah. well, just get it out because eventually you just eat yourself up inside. Mm-hmm. Like you say, speaking about it makes you feel so much, exactly. so much better. Exactly. And like you say, I just eat you up inside. Exactly. But yeah, your time at Dens. We'll, we'll move on to back on the football. Uh, speak here, but your time at Dens uh, finished in you. It was uh, Burton Albion. Yeah, you moved to. Is that your hometown? Hometown club. club. Yeah, I think that's a Tanadice to Dens away. Is it? <laughs> literally, I literally live that close. So, um, again, it was it was probably a bit more bitter this time. I, I understand that because it, um, but I, 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 I had to jump at that opportunity when it when, when it was presented, and obviously everything that's going on around it and stuff. It was, it just made so much sense. So, yeah, that was I was I was I was made up with that to be fair. And again, Jazza, the people at the club, the brilliant in the way that they facilitated me to do that as well. You broke my heart twice, Ken. I know, mate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive you for coming on here. Um, but the, your, your time at Burton, did you enjoy it? I, I was trying right. to look up some stats, but I think, did, did you kind of, I think they just kind of not hit the ground running with the goals, but then you eventually start scoring and then... Yeah, to be fair, I've been like that most places. To be fair, like I've, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of one of these had like spurts, and then like I'll score a load of goals, and then I might not score goals for like five or six games, and then I'll score a load of goals, and then do you know what I mean? I've, I, that's kind of been me for quite a while, to be fair. Um, but scored a few goals that season. To be fair, I was really pleased with the way it went. We up until. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd come in, the manager, until we were kind of bottom of the league, kind of dead and buried a little bit, and then he come in, and what a transformation we managed to to, to stay up and scored a few goals along the way as well. So, yeah, brilliant. I felt like I really, really became a, a much more rounded player playing under him and and, and being there as well. He, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you touched on being a better rounded player. That's one thing... Um, I noticed when you're back at Dents, and I know we're speaking about Greg Stewart laying them on to you, but it seemed like Greg Stewart wasn't there anymore, so you were doing a lot more work. You were like all over the field trying to win the ball, and uh, you just felt that I know you'd never scored as many goals as the first time, but myself thought that we've got a better player this yeah, time around. No, it's weird saying it yeah, like no, that. It no, it's, it's probably true, and I remember speaking that with the manager, Jazza, at the time, and Listen, you go away and, you know, listen, physics is, you get older, you, not that I was old, old at the time, but like your, your legs are, you're not as fast as maybe you once were, so you have to adapt your game a little bit more and then 
different formations as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we're you're not playing with Greg or Jeebsy at the time, or even even Whitey, Rory, Loy, who would no disrespect to the players that were there after, but like they just put it on a plate for you. Do you know what I mean? You weren't playing with them players, so you have to adapt your game to who you're playing with. Um, I remember there was a brilliant thing Arsene Wenger said that to Henri, like you can't treat Youngberg like you treat Dennis Bergkamp. Do you know what I mean? But it's the same. Do you know what I mean? You can't. I can't expect Declan McDade, who I thought was really good, to be Greg Stewart. Do you know what I mean? Like, it didn't work. He was a different player. He wanted to come inside and get a shot away or bounce a one-two and get a shot away, whereas Greg was... If he's not putting in the top corner, he's sliding you through. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's just... It's different. So you've, you've got to adapt to what's, what's around you. Do you know what I mean? I always remember one game... I was against Aloha, away at Aloha, and we won 3-0 that night. It was a midweek game, and you got the first two goals. I missed a sit in the last minute, didn't I? Yeah, but then you also you set up. It was uh, Sean Markey, I think. But I think you could have easily got your hat-trick, but there was a um, you, you set up Markey for a goal. I don't think he'd been playing that well on the lead-up. Uh, it just seemed like you're giving him a wee bit of a, a boost, and that's what I mean about seeing a better player in yourself. And You could have been selfish and got the, the hat-trick bonus and the, the match ball and everything, but you've seen an opportunity for a fellow player to get a goal. And I, I can't remember that goal. I, was, uh, I, think, I think it was one of those you just, uh, you ran down and he was he was on his own and you was just he? passed it in. Yeah. I'm surprised I passed that. that so was I. The way yeah. you describe it, I'm surprised I passed that. I think so was the boy that had you on a hat-trick on his uh, bookie. No, I, remember, uh, I, remember, I remember the one I missed after. I remember, I, still, I think I kicked it over the stand from about two yards. I think I remember that one, yeah. I remember that one, yeah. Oh. Less said the better about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, last year, uh, well, I think it was last year, you were appointed the ambassador for the, the Martin Gaylor project. Yeah. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, they offer support to individuals experiencing a suicidal crisis and offering training to individuals and groups for suicide interventions for the northeast of England. And I believe that they're the only uh, project group that is doing what they're doing mm -hmm. um, there. Um, but also in your role as ambassador, what, how are they utilising you and how are you utilising yourself? Um, uh, no, to, to be fair, it was um, there's a guy... There's a guy at so Tranmere. He, do, he does a commentary. He's he he's a he's really involved with the the um, the charity as well. And he said, "Listen, do you want to do you want to, you've spoke about this stuff before? Do you want to do you want to be an, an ambassador?" And he's, he's just going along to stuff every now and then, plugging them. Do you know what I mean? Um, just trying to raise awareness for whatever they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Just trying to be involved in whatever. Eh? As little as little as possible. Do you know what I mean? Not. I'm not, I'm not doing massive amounts, but it's it's kind of a, something that when he approached me, I definitely wanted to put my name towards. And and, and Jess and the girls who run it are, are brilliant. They're brilliant in what in what, in what they do and uh, what they're trying to what they're they're trying to do. And it's something that has um, affected me and my and my close friend group. So it was it was definitely something I wanted to put my name towards. Yeah, that also helps. That I think I saw in your interviews and you, you said the. Having the profile was a, 
the, the word profile is a little bit cringy, but I take it as the, the better words platform, that you've got the platform to do it. It is, it's cringy because like I said before, you're just a normal fella, do you know what I mean? You're not yeah. special. People think you're special, you're not. You're just a normal fella like everyone else, but you do have a platform, so why not use it in in, in kind of what I believe is a, a right way or, do you know what I mean, something that can make an impact? Mm-hmm. So take it with all the, the speaking out about it and helping out as ambassador. Uh, it's helped you lots, obviously. You've, you're in a, a really good place where you are, enjoying yeah, yourself, do, family yeah, life. Yeah, doing okay. It's, I, I like doing that kind of stuff because I like to have conversations about that kind of stuff because why not? I think it's it's important. I think it's important to have dialogue about that kind of stuff, do you know what I mean? And whenever you can, whether it's on a public platform or privately with someone else, do you know what I mean? Whatever. So um, it's something I enjoy speaking about. So I, I, I like doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, do, mm-hmm. do, doing okay. Doing okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think altogether you signed your two contracts. It'll be six years you should have gave me at Dens. You're coming back for another couple. You're due me a couple of years at Dens. I'm not sure about that now. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting on a bit now. Little ones starting school and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it'll be tough now. It'd be tough. Uh, maybe maybe Cammy will set. put me up in his spare room again. <laughs> that man's going to be at Dens for life. He no, is part he, of the furniture. He is. I think he's got his host. Uh, he's a uh, testimonial coming up soon as well. He's still not had that. That is the longest running testimonial of all time. Uh, he's milking it. It's, it's ridiculous. He's milking this one. Uh, I think he's had about like a meet and greet with Simon Ferry. Yeah, fair I think he's had two golf out wins. Fair play, I'm getting money. Get a game. Get you can. Fair play. Don't mind it. Well, you never know. We should uh, we should ask him to invite you up for a wee cameo yeah. in the Dundee Top one more time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ken, thank you very much for coming on and You're speaking. Welcome. By the way, um, like you say, it's 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 good to to for people to listen to this and obviously. There's a stigma behind all of this, especially when you think of a football. It's like you say, you're just a normal person, but you've got people that, you know, they think oh, football, they've got the world at their feet. It's a uh, big. I'm away to watch the Delhi Alley interview right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give that a watch it. as well. Yeah. And you never know what's going on with people. Do you know what I mean, people think that he's just, oh, he's, he's earned all his money, he's chucked it, he's not interested in well, you know, No one knows what's going on with people. And then, like, you see that today, like, I, I don't know what the story is, but I'm going to go and find out. And, Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's something, do you know what I mean? So no one knows what's going on in people's heads, man. Yeah, and that's okay, but this, uh, one thing, sorry, to, to keep you here for a little bit longer, Ken, but it's um, the, the the kind of downfall of social media when it, with stuff like this because he gets absolutely ripped apart on social media. And that must be horrible for a footballer. See, see social media, right, it is the, it's brilliant, right, but it's it's disgusting as well. And it's not just, so someone might send me abuse on social media, all right, that's fine, but my missus will see that, do you know what I mean, or my brother will see it, and then my mum sees it, and it gets them down, do you know what I mean? And they're, they're, they're down, but I'm the one who's, why should they be down? Why should they have to read someone saying horrible things about me, or do you know what I mean? It's, that, that's, I, I, I never get why someone would write that stuff anyway, but then it, it can be like, I can't imagine the extent that he gets it, do you know what I mean? So... Yeah. Again, it's part and parcel. You just yeah, you have to grin and bear it. That's what they tell you to do. Yeah, uh, I know that. And also, the 
the podcast that I do, I mean, there's obviously sometimes after defeat, you're just thinking, Jesus, like you never played well at all. But the, when I speak to Paul, my co-host, I do say to him, it's no go in on boys here. Like if they've had a bad game, we'll say like, they had a bad game. But I thought, there's nothing wrong in saying like he had a bad game or it's it's when it's like personal and or yeah. like all the time or like do you know what I mean like people listen if you're I, I'm a football fan I go to Villa I go to Villa games do you know what I mean I'm, I'm an Aston Villa fan I go to Villa games and like you I, I try and sit there and not say anything because it's like I know what it's like to be on the other end of making a bad decision or taking a bad touch or missing an opportunity and you, you, I'm almost there biting my tongue I actually can't actually enjoy it sometimes when I go because I'm like okay you're trying to get into it, but you almost can't get into it. Do you, do, do you know what I mean? And like, if people say stuff in the stadium, that's fine. Like, they're at the game, there's emotions at the game, but then obviously it spills out after the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember, I remember I'm like, I'll turn my phone on on a Monday and it's like, you're still getting it on a Monday morning. <laughs> and it's like, the game was on Saturday. And obviously it means a lot to people. You get it. Like, people pay good money and they travel up and down the country 100%. You understand it. Like, but no one's more upset than us. That's what, like I said before, do you know what I mean? But then you haven't got an opportunity to put it right until the next week, whenever the next game is. But then your family sees it, like I say, your missus sees it. Thank God my son hasn't got Instagram for him to see it because he thinks I'm the best player in the world. Do you know what I mean? Well, he's right. Yeah. He's right. Oh, well, it's one of those, it's one of those as well that you, you, it's probably best not to interact with them either. It's also going to be hard for yourself because it just makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah, you can't. It's one of them. You wanna, you're sitting on your phone and it's like, oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But nah, you can't. You can't because then it. Yeah, you like you say, you're opening up a barrel of worms. Then yeah, yeah. and then you're the bad one. Exactly. Even mm-hmm. though you've got hundreds of people telling you how bad you are, but mm-hmm. oh well, it's just what it's. Okay, like it's, I'm really glad that you came on the podcast, and hopefully, even just like hearing yourself speak, what you've spoke about, even if it just helps one person see it's a success. Um, really appreciate. It. Have you got any any words for any Dundee fans listening in? Dundee fans listening in. Um, no, listen, get behind the team this season. Um, be realistic. Go there, support. Get behind the team. Enjoy it. Enjoy going and watching football. That's so, uh, it's, yeah. It's a hard yeah. task that I a Dundee fan to enjoy watching football sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you can't see because yeah. the thing's on a hill. Like that in, uh, what was it, the the Derry? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, the, the Derry, the, the view is uh, yeah. a little bit constricted at the best of times, isn't exactly. it? <laughs> but, okay, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Hopefully, uh, we might see you at Kami's testimonial. We, Kami, I'm just going to well, keep Well, it'll be going on for like five years, so... I'll, 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 <laughs> you might be retired by then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'll be 36 by now. <laughs> well, Cain, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate it. I know we've messed up, man. You're welcome.